Welcome to Open House, a property podcast focusing on the Geelong market. I'm Damien Ratcliffe and each week Open House will bring you an expert with experience in this current Geelong market to help you make your next property purchase or sell your next home. And our next guest is Ballerine Property Director, Ben Roberts. Ben, welcome to Open House. Thanks, Damien. Tell us a little bit about your journey, Ben. Always been in the real estate industry or... No, I've been in the real estate industry for about 12 and a half years now. Uh, had a liking to dealing with people and selling, I guess, for want of a better word. Um, I was in the, in, the, in the surf industry before that for 10 years and always enjoyed the, you know, the interaction with dealing with people and um, the different circumstances when you're dealing with people and their background and the history and the different reasons why a particular client wants or doesn't want something and then was always even in the surf industry a challenge to try and fit the pieces of the puzzle and that's what I love about real estate so that's how I got into it um, and wanted to be in an industry that I was sort of excited about which real estate is an industry that I'm yeah been excited about for a a period of time now and um, enjoy it because it's local having an involvement and investment in the region I guess for want of a better word and I uh, love where I live and uh, you know, very fortunate enough to have uh, alongside me with two other partners a very successful business here. We employ collectively 24 people and um, we all enjoy what we do and we have a very good culture in our office and, and good fun um, but it's all because we probably enjoy first and foremost dealing with people. Um, not the, the houses as such are probably another part of the equation and, and the properties that we sell but it's certainly the the people interaction is where I fell in love with it and have remained in it, I guess. Sure. Grew up on the Ballerine? Or? No, I didn't grow up on the Ballerine. Grew up uh, on, a, on a sheep farm in country Victoria, um, but had a parents had a property uh, on the Ballerine, a, a beach house that was my mum's parents' place. In fact, their parents before them. And then also my father had a, play, had a beach house um, at down on the Great Ocean Road, so I was always coming to the coast every school holidays, and basically the day that I got my license and finished uh, VCE, uh, the next day I was living on the coast. So it was uh, I was, fell in love with the ocean uh, from an early age, and couldn't see myself living anywhere else. And um, yeah, wife's born and bred here, and um, yeah, it's it's a good place to live and, and grow up and raise a family. And you can see why there's a lot of people you know migrating to the area. It's a lifestyle choice, isn't it? It is certainly is a lifestyle choice, Damien. It's it's a pretty killer uh, place to live and in, enjoy and raise a family. As I said, I was grew up as on a on a sheep property, and that was a yeah. You get good grounding and good, um, I guess, ethics and and morals in growing up like that. And you can see, I know, with raising my own children, that they they've got that sort of similar background here and there's just so much to do here you know and you still you know you can be in the cbd kind of in an hour and a half of melbourne if you want and obviously geelong's going absolutely gangbusters and yeah it's going to be the future for the whole geelong bellarine peninsula surf coast region is just it's just untapped really so it's um i'm pretty excited about yeah what's going to happen in the next two to ten years because we see it already happening now we've seen it in the last few years and certainly on the bell arena in geelong but yeah the next the next period of time is looking really exciting sure uh did you do an apprenticeship elsewhere or 
No. Was Ballerine Property the start of no, something from scratch? started at another agency in Ocean Grove and um, <clears throat> started there and did pretty well there and sort of felt that I was uh, moving forward there. This opportunity came when Ballerine Property opened its doors in 2011 and um, the own, then single owner then Christian Bartley uh, had invited me to, to join him alongside him um, when I opened, I sort of came on board the day the doors opened and then um, yeah the rest is history and then bought into the business uh, with another partner Levi Turner probably three years ago now coming up three years ago now um, and we've just gone from strength to strength and um, the three of us all very different people different individuals but all bring you know, good good pieces to the to the pie so to speak and we're all equal partners it's a good relationship and um, yeah we're all very different uh, headspace. We all enjoy dealing with people and property, uh, but we come at, at, from different angles, so it's a it's a good fun game. Sure, you must be proud about the Ballerine property brand and what it's built. Oh, very proud. Yeah, I, before I was a partner, I felt that I yeah that I had a, a, a big strength in the in the growth and the momentum of the brand, and that's through you know giving people good service and and enjoying what you do, and then achieving fantastic results for people, and and sort of pushing the envelope for want of a better word. Um, and yeah, very proud of it. And now being an owner of the brand, it's just, um, yeah, it's really exciting. We've got, yeah, we've got really good like-minded people within the business some people that are really got to show a lot of initiative and not afraid to, you know, challenge the, the normal realms of, um, the everyday real estate transaction, I guess. Um, and we're always excited to, yeah, to try and, you know, you know, better our own selves, I guess. So we're always trying to, you know, you know push things and, apply a different method or apply a different technique or, or do a different thing so it's a it's an exciting brand to be involved in and we really you know we really enjoy you know, I guess the day-to-day -day thing which um, real estate is a funny industry it's like probably not like many other industries where every day it's completely different you're dealing with a completely different set of scenarios it's a completely different set of needs um, it's not like you're just going to buy a TV at the store where everyone just wants the best, the biggest, and the, yeah, you know, maybe in some cases the most economical. Whereas it, there's different motivations for people selling, yeah, you know, or buying, and um, you, you're always trying to figure out those um, those parts of the equation and then marry up the pieces together. So it's um, yeah, it's good fun. Sure. What does a normal week look like for you? Um, most weeks, uh, you know, you, it's, it, I guess a normal week in real estate, Damien, there's no such thing as a normal week. It, it flows from day to day. Um, you try and plan as much as you can, um, but to be frank, it really does roll on. You'll have appointments from the previous week that will turn into you know, second inspections and then potentially negotiating and then a, and a deal being signed. Um, most of the time, you, I'm out looking at houses and, and properties and giving people opinions on where they would currently sit in the market, giving them advice on development, giving them advice on future improvements of their assets, renovations and those sort of things. And then also, you know, some, and a lot of times I'm also assisting people to buy property, um, potentially through another agency or, or, or that so there's no there's no real um, structured week as far as Monday I do this Tuesday I do this it's a it's a fly not fly by the seat of your pants you have guidelines that you try and adhere to but every every single week is different and um, the industry of real estate is something happens now it can change a cause of events that you know it will give you about five or six new things to do from from one phone call so uh, you try and try and keep 
things reasonably clear so that you can feel that yeah, that initial inquiry or that initial reaction because you know that it will turn into a fear of different reactions. Sure. Is Ballerine property after a percentage of the market share of, of the Ballerine? Do you look at stats and how, <clears throat> as far as all the houses that are selling on the Ballerine, do you want a percentage of that? Uh, look, we do, we, we're probably not in the business of trying to be the biggest and the best by yep. any stretch of the imagination. We've just let it organically uh, grow to the position that we are. Um, Christian, who's one of the partners in the business, he knows every single statistic about every single thing. Um, so that's probably a better directed question at him, but he's not here at the moment. But I think that, um, it, you know, as far as Barwon Heads and Ocean Grove predominantly where we're based and sell, we've by far the biggest brand. Um, and now we're really having a bit more of a crack just organically. The brand has been pulled um, by clients in other regions and they've wanted us to come and represent them in different marketplaces. One, because we've had the privileged opportunity of selling you know, a lot of, I guess, more premium properties um, for, for a general, uh, as a generalization, but then that has flowed on to, to other marketplaces where people have really wanted, they've liked our marketing, our creative thinking, they've liked the way, the way that we go about things in a team environment. Uh, versus you know a traditional agency and we've been drawn to these other marketplaces where we're now starting to pick up a bit of market share and we've appointed a couple of agents and, and a coordinator to you know, assist in that requirement for those new areas you know on the greater Bellarine as far as you know Clifton Springs, Drysdale, Leopold, Indented, St. Leonard, Indented Heads, St. Leonard's etc, Point Lonsdale, Queenscliff and we're organically just growing in that direction as well as just you know growing with the growth of Ocean Grove and Barwon Heads and Wallington and Connawarri. Yep. How many properties would you have listed at any one time? You know, how many you'd have right now? Uh, across the company, I think we'd probably be just under 200 properties. Right. Um, uh, so it ranges around, well, it's probably around that sort of high hundreds uh, rolling into the 200s depending on the market really, not necessarily the time of year, but depending on the market. We have a lot of things that are developments off the plan, so they take a bit of work and re require a, you know, a bit of um, different sort of workspace, I guess, because you're not doing open for inspections and stuff like that, so they're more a fundamental, just a product of time. Um, but yeah, usually in the high, high hundreds, um, high 100s, rolling to the 200s. Sure. Do you say the Ballerine has sort of track similar to the rest of Melbourne and Geelong that there was, the peak was really sort of middle to late last year and we're sort of off that peak now? Uh, I think we're still doing pretty okay. Uh, we certainly saw probably, well what we saw the end of last year, November and December was certainly quieter than the three years before. Um, uh, January was a probably slower start but then ended up being pretty good. February was pretty good and so far March has been very good. Um, so there is a bit of resurgence, I think, since the you know, the interest-only loan thing was announced before Christmas, but it probably took people eight or nine or ten weeks in the marketplace to get their heads around that, and now that's given some people confidence again um, out there. And we're certainly, I mean, this year in Ocean Grove alone, I think there's been 56, 57, 58 sales now, um, and I think we've sold 23 or 24 of those, so we're about tracking it about... 46 47 percent of the market so far in ocean growth so and that's been a broad range of properties it's been from you know, a block of land at you know early 200s i think 245 up to a sold one down on the beach just under three million so you know and it's so there's a big 
um, different to, I guess, say Melbourne and Sydney, where there's been that market change, uh, we haven't seen it. We've probably seen a few less fires, but still, and there was some urgency was taken out for a period of time, but now what we've seen is things are still transacting, people are still buying, people still got some confidence to buy here. And I guess, Damien, really, if you're coming out of Melbourne, um, and you're selling for two million, you can come down here and buy for a million or under. It's always good to put some change in the pocket, and we're seeing that you know, happen a lot. And I think that, you know, with the confidence of Geelong, um, you know, last year Geelong I think was the fastest growing area in the whole of Australia for the whole year. So, and there's you know big plans for Geelong in the future, which is obviously going to have some you know, flow-on effect to the Ballerine. Um, so I think that we're a bit blessed and a bit insulated from the markets, other markets, and even probably even from Geelong to some degree, because um, there's always people that want to be living down here, um, whether it's full-time or whether they start by buying a holiday house or investment property, then they ultimately track down here in the future. Sure. Do you think Barwon Heads is probably the most exclusive suburb in think, in the region? <laughs> Barwon Heads is its, abs it's its own little beast, to be honest. It's never, we've never, like I've, um, been around a bit and um, yeah I've got a few friends that are agents I've got a cousin that's got a very successful firm of 16 or 17 offices in Melbourne um, and a lot of people just like even though people that are in Byron Bay and selling on the Gold Coast and then selling in good suburbs in the Sydney and they just yeah a lot of people talk about Barn Heads it's just this unique little uh, real estate entity really and it can it completely can contradicts trends we just sold a property last week that we sold um, <clears throat> 18 months ago, or less than 18 months ago, but I think 15 months ago in Bowen Heads, um, on 300 square metres of land. We sold that for 1.32 million, and we've just resold. I can't give you the exact figure because it's undisclosed, but it's um, like a huge, it's a huge gain, and it just defies all logic and explanation. And it was a unique property when we sold it, so it's like often those unique ones don't escalate so rapidly, but it was a huge growth. It was like, you know, above 20% growth basically in in you know 14 months time 15 months time so yeah the fact that it's landlocked um, it just people will just keep wanting to buy here um, look it's a quaint little town there's no doubt about it it's a great little space to be but um, it's like you know in the city suburbs of Richmond you know you've got obviously exclusive streets that just people will keep outbidding people to be in and then yeah, the only other town that's probably a little bit like it that I know about is probably Queenscliff, and even, but even then, that is being that little bit further away from Melbourne was has been affected in the journey. Whereas Barnards is still probably, you know, inside an hour and a half sort of. So it has that two stretches of the market. Yeah, the other thing I noticed with Barnards Heads, looking at looking at the statistics, is it's it's close to ninety percent owner occupier. Like there's it probably is. only about ten percent, ten, eleven, twelve percent renters. Yep. And owner-occupiers are going to outbid each other at auction, aren't they? And investors quickly going to give up at auction when, once it goes out of their budget. But most owner-occupiers will buy with their hearts, not their heads. That's right. That's right. And a lot of people, like everywhere on the Bellarine, actually, I mean, most of our, a lot of our, and being one of the bigger brands, if not the bigger brand, it's very interesting to look and see what's happening, where the buyers are coming from. But contradictory to when I started my career, you know, back in the mid-2000s, it's actually now um a lot of the marketplace is people changing from the marketplace like it's probably 60 70 percent maybe even a bit more and that's even up you know up to 
you know, four, five, six, seven million dollars people changing within this marketplace. So um, that's where it does, once people are here, they, it's very rare that they leave, I guess. Um, and they only really raise, leave for health reasons. I've found through my career, um, they'll often upgrade or downsize or side by size, whichever way you look at it. Um, but they'll stay in the marketplace. They'll stay in, in the, on the Bellarine, and usually they'll stay within the area that they are. Sometimes they'll change towns a little bit, but they'll, yeah, they'll they'll stay. And as as you said, they'll compete against other people that want to be here or stay here already. So. How, how are you seeing the changes to Bowen Heads with the developments and the you know blocks of units going up, or blocks of apartments, I should say, and you know, around Hitchcock Avenue and those main streets? Yeah, look, there's definitely uh, there's a big need for it and a big growth for it um, because there hasn't been for a long time and a lot of the older ones that are here originally now are, you know, they're you know, 60s, 70s, 80s sort of built and they're, and they're time for an upgrade. So there is a, a call for it and a need for it. Um, I know that it's, it, across in Ocean Grove, there's been really, really strong growth in that field. Uh, I think we sold, as a company, we sold 56 townhouses, apartments and penthouses last year and we sold 20 odd of those off the plan. Um, so there's a huge growth in that market space and it's probably more not only um, holiday homes or investors or oldies, it's actually just everyday people that are going, you know what, I can have a nice house with low maintenance, it's simple lifestyle, I can enjoy that free time as opposed to mowing lawns and those things i can enjoy that free time to you know go and kick the footy with the kids at the park local park or jump in the river and have a stand-up paddle board or go for a surf at one of the epic beaches we've got on the ballerine or, or you know just spend a day out somewhere else you know or socialize with friends so they're not they're not working to then work at home they're working to you know, enjoy their home but then have freedom i guess yeah are there markets within markets in Ocean Grove that, you know, I assume uh, near the main road in Ocean Grove there. Yeah, yeah. That, like that, a, that would do well. But what about those estates in Ocean Grove? Are they are they underperforming at the moment? No, nah, not really. Probably the, the very generic, for want of a better word, um, properties have probably been a bit slower in the last three, three, four months, whereas last year, the year before and the year before, we were just people buying blocks of land, putting a yeah, like a, a project built home on them and we're still selling them very quickly. Uh, those probably have slowed down a fraction, but then still, in having said that, you know, in in Kingston, in the Oakdean estate, any house that's got a bit of flair or wow factor or a nice garden or some extra landscaping is selling very well and getting good, good numbers through it, good activity. And um, we're seeing that, you know, people are putting a little bit more in and they're getting either a quick sale and a shorter time on market um, but most of the times they're getting more activity which is leading to more competition and a better result so there's not there's not really I would say and going back to my sort of conversation before I wouldn't say there's really an area that's specifically bad or stronger and that's why I sort of demonstrated that from what we've sold at you know 245 up to just under three mil it's been a big broad brush of the of the paintbrush I guess in the marketplace which is good it shows that there's a you know, healthy market across all market I guess. Do you discuss at Ballerine Property your forecast for the year and, and what the market might do? Yeah we do and we look we're always mindful of what's going to happen and and um, 
you know, we're always, you know, keeping an eye on, you know, how last month was compared to the year before and then the quarter compared to the year before. And, uh, yeah, it probably has slowed down a little bit, as I said to you before, the, you know, that, the, the last two months of last year were de definitely slower and smaller than the three years before that. But then Jan and January was slower to take off. But then since then, it's been pretty much building into what we have seen for the last three years. So transactions, offers, negotiating, listings are coming in, they're coming out, they're going in. So it feels probably not as manic as it was in 2016, 17 and most of 18, but probably a little bit more like a traditional, just good market, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Do you think the changes to negative gearing, do you discuss that and how that might affect the investor market? Yeah, we do. We hear a lot of speculation, a lot of um, rumour and endo-endo out there in the in the marketplace. And look, I think, Damien, what we what we know is what we can control. We don't know what that's going to happen yet. We we're in the position where we wait and assess things basically when they come to hand. Um, yeah, it may it may change things. It's really interesting. We actually spoke about it this morning at our directors meeting, and a lot of the people in the marketplace are saying now that they don't think necessarily labour will get in on that basis. They think that there's a bit of a shift. No one knows. No one's got a crystal ball. Or they ball. get in and change their mind. Yeah, get in and change their mind because of too much public pressure and backlash. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, this economy in Australia. You know, and you know, you probably understand it as well like even through the gfc one of the things that probably helped australia not go down like part of the parts of the world was the property market and it's only got stronger since 10 years ago 11 12 years 11 years ago um so i think it's a bigger piece of the pie now in australia and australians realize that even if they're not involved in it i think they realize that so um it's an important thing that you know we've still got a housing shortage in australia so you know it's it's, it's an important thing do you see more houses coming through Connawarri and, and one day Armstrong Creek and, and Bowen Heads being connected in a sense? Don't know if that'll ever happen. I don't think it'll ever happen in our lifetime. There's a lot of low-lying water there. There's a lot of nature reserves and obviously you've got two, you know, two um, in the top 100 rated golf courses. So that's a, it's a pretty good land buffer there and obviously the Bowen River and, and the estuary there. So I don't think that will ever happen. I mean, there's huge growth, growth corridors of Armstrong Creek, Warralilly, and then you've got the same on the other side as far as you've got the huge growth corridors over in Kurt Lewis and Drysdale. So I know that there's plenty of land out there that's zoned and ready to go and still selling. Um, so I think that, and I think for the other thing is too, for a developer to actually purchase land outside Bowen Heads, go through the process of holding it and then changing it to zoning, to sheerly, to sheerly purchase the land or to, to be able to afford to buy it and then turn it into a profitable business. I just can't see with the economies of scale how much it costs to subdivide and develop a, you know, a residential block in this day and age and that's only going up. Um, and then obviously contribution to council and land tax and all those sort of things. I just can't see how it would be viable anymore. Um, yeah, maybe for some overseas conglomerates, but I just can't see. And they just, those sort of people, you know, they've got bigger things to worry about than little towns that they've never heard of in Australia, so. Do you expect more property owners in Bowen Heads to be knocked on the door with big checks to turn their properties into, you know, three, four-storey apartment buildings? Yeah, not probably so much in Bowen Heads. Um, just again, coming back to that, previous conversation just because the the purchase price of buying in here 
um, is getting higher and higher and the dollar per square meter in most parts of the town is getting higher and higher. A little bit more in Ocean Grove and I think probably a little bit more across the Bellarine. We've seen a big change in that landscape over in Port Arlington. Um, there's been a lot more development there in the last 18 months than there ever has and it's selling very, very well over there and a lot of the development over there is doing um, yeah, better than everyone's expectations. So I think that's probably, but again, it's coming in at a lot lower base and the market's growing at a, at a sort of sustainable rate, I guess. Um, whereas I think down here, it's trickier to um, purchase. You have to have pretty deep pockets to be able to hold it, go through the process, do those sort of oh, things. Oh, the development, you mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And just the, you know, the time, the time, the holding costs and those sort of things and, you know, for, for a client to be able to go, well, right, you're buying in at X and then you've got to hang on to it for 18 months before you go through town planning, VCAT, council, um, yeah, then go out and get money from the bank to do the development. It's, just, it's a bit of a changing landscape, whereas I think a lot of those people that have previously done it now are looking at different marketplaces. Okay. Uh, Torquay? Uh, do you do much in Torquay? No? No, no not really. No, no. we pretty much... Um, sort of stay away from the surf coast not for any real intention uh, there's some really good agents over there um, it's not really our field um, Torquay is probably a little bit there's probably a lot more agencies over there and they um, probably it's a different marketplace a different landscape and yep. we're just sort of we're very comfortable where we are and we've got enough of a demand here as I said before we're getting pulled in the in the east and northeast direction um, so we're going back more towards the bay I guess any insights on Leopold yeah it's still going very well yeah it's a all sort of houses or are there properties in particular the ones with four bedrooms or the ones with views uh, over the bay or no nah, across across them across the board Leopold's a it's a very strong marketplace and it's probably going to continue to keep growing I think for the next period of time certainly because it's still it's been like a bit of a forgotten secret of how close it is to Geelong CBD, but then how close it is to the Ballerine as far as the beaches go and then the wineries and you know, now the activities on the Ballerine like the Adventure Park and the, um, the driving range and those sort of things. So it's all of a sudden it's um, gone deep as people are like, oh, I'm only like five, ten minutes from Geelong CBD, but I sort of feel like I'm still a little bit out in the country, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great landscape and that's a... That's an area where there's a lot of people investing in and they're already seeing really good returns. Yeah, more yeah. families than... Yeah, a lot, of, lot more families. Yeah. And then, um, and then people that are changing out of... Yeah, probably some people that have changed out of the Bellarine that are going, right, oh, well, that's a happy medium, not in Geelong, but it's the close, close, closest thing. And they still feel like they're removed from the CBD of Geelong, but still being close enough to facilities and services. What about Kerr Lewis? Is that a Kurt bit Kurt of a slower build? or Slower build, but it's, and it's certainly more of a younger, youthful landscape. Um, so that's, that's, that's doing well, but it's more of that young family growing area, a little bit like Armstrong Creek. Because of the price point? Or? Probably because of that, yeah. Yep. yeah. And then obviously you've got some, you know, some premium lifestyle properties on the water down there that are you know, high ticketed items. But, but there again, it's a different, completely different marketplace. There. Sure. You know, acreage on, with bay views and bay access and stuff like that. Yep. Are you recommending off the plans and you know your Armstrong Creeks and your Kerr Lewis's? Are you 
more so to owner occupiers and investors or, or how do you see the off the plan market in those two suburbs? Uh, off the plan, can't speak really much about Armstrong Creek, but definitely Kerr Lewis, is, is, that sort of stuff does well. Um, and then we see it you know, back in Bowen Heads and Ocean Grove and, and throughout the rest of the Bellarine as well, where people are going, we well, you know what, I can, again, coming back to that lifestyle choice, they can have that simple lifestyle choice. They've got a, a new residence. They Often they can have say in what they have, you know, like yep. change colours and things like that. And if it's for um, principal place of residence, there's still still good stamp duty savings, you know. Fantastic. I mean, sometimes or often you can't... We sold a property last year that we'd sold 18 months the year before. was purchased off the plan off me for 490000 The lady built it lived in it for seven months after like bought it after it was seven months after it was finished she lived in it for seven months and we sold it for six hundred and twenty thousand. you know so that sort of growth it's tax-free money um it, it's just fantastic mm. you know everyone's got to work long days and long nights to um you know achieve that sort of you know that sort of return so we see a lot of that and then people will change over again and again so that sort of stuff so yeah it's a definitely a good way for people to get ahead whether they're first home buyers or, or or oldies or people using it as a holiday home like it's a good way to create what you want and then use it and then you know ultimately possibly turn it into some profit in the future do you think that, that these markets will still continue to produce you know double digit you know 10 plus percent capital growth year on year or yeah, well, the, the will it have to slow down soon i don't think it will if you look at it's really interesting you know the, the first thing that everyone says to you in real estate is oh, I can't keep going on like this forever but if you actually look at the history and we're obviously in the position where we can look at the history of nearly every single property we ever go to and as a general of thumb yeah they double every 10 years and that's been going on since since they've been keeping records so yes you go through little ups and downs and obviously through the GFC in 2008 we went through a slower period but um we still sold properties and things didn't go backwards. They just slowed down. And I think that yep. you know, probably late last year and parts of the, um, you know, the, the Royal Commission crisis or whatever it was called, um, it was there probably a period of time where people were slower or a bit more nervous to act. But I, I can tell you in the classic example is we just, as I said before, we just sold that property in Bowen Heads for 132. It's sold for significantly more above that and we're in the middle of, you know, a buyer's market. The buyer's market. So there, yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I think we're still very um, protected from outside markets here, which is which is good if you're investing here and if you want to get in here, just do it quick. You know, yeah. as it keeps moving. So it's always you see this Bowen Heads in particular as a market that's always going to favour sellers. And you know, what what's your advice for buyers that are looking to get into Bowen Heads or Ocean Grove? Just do it as quick as you can, because. I, I, like I was foolhardy. Um, I was. I, um, I. I left it a long time, and I should have acted earlier. And but the same thing is, I look at that property that I my first purchase. We sold it, you know, a couple of years ago for nearly twice the amount of money that we bought it. For, well, two and a quarter times the amount we bought it for. You know, probably six years on. So it's it's. We'll be saying about properties that you can buy today for a million dollars. We'll be saying in five years' time, remember when you could have bought that for a million dollars, and that's you know five years away. So, the longer people leave it, the more likelihood they're going to have to go to another marketplace to then try and get in, and that makes it harder again. So, I always just say to people, you know, with all seriousness, 
if if there's something that ticks a few boxes, you know, like five or six boxes out of ten, do your best to buy it because to find one that ticks eight boxes out of ten, you're never going to find it. And by the time you do, you will have not been able to afford it. It's yep. just as simple as that. Um, so I always say to people, get in. You're not going to live in... And history tells us now that people are changing homes you know, roughly every two years. So gone are the days of seven years and those sort of things. People are moving for the sake of moving. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I always say to people, look, obviously it's my interest to sell them, but, you know, get in because, you know, it's not a... It's like it's investing. Yep. That's what it is. It's not... It's for savings. So, yep. yeah, it's good. And if, you're, if you've got a property and you're looking to sell... You're not going to go wrong by selling, but you're not going to go wrong by holding either. That's right. Yeah, I mean, because depending on what your motivation is, I mean, if you're selling here, usually you've already got some good growth in it, and you can it allows you to either move up a level or, or move direction or position, which is probably what most people would want to do. Or if they're going to another marketplace, unless they're going to, you know. Um, Double Bay in Sydney, usually, usually they're doing okay, or unless they're moving to an exclusive suburb of Melbourne, it's pretty hard. But most of the time, if anyone's changing out of out of our marketplaces, they're usually doing pretty well. Cool. Any other crystal ball predictions for 2019? No, I think it's going to be pretty similar to how it started. I think it probably will be overall. It might be a little bit less than than 2018 and 2017 and 16, but. As I said, we're still seeing good growth. We're still seeing good activity. Um, there's probably just a fraction of that urgency is taken out of it. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this election. But again, I went through it, uh, I think the last one, 2013, correct me if I'm wrong, but literally within 48 hours, it's like, right, I, the, the switch has been flicked. Let's get on with life. And that's what we saw after the Royal Commission as well. It's like people were nervous and like a week later, it was like well, a few days later, people were like, right, we know what's happened. Done. Let's move on with things. Yep. It's like... The world doesn't stop anymore, um, so we're very lucky in that aspect. So people will realise, right? That's the that's the verdict. My life hasn't really changed. I'm happy to move forward and let's do this. So yep. yeah, it's good. Just quickly, most of the, your properties go to auction or no? Most most private sale now, um, and and the main probably reason we have a very good success rate at auction. In fact, you've got an incredibly good uh, clearance rate. But probably the main reason at the moment, just with possible of people getting money is usually taking longer than 14 days now it's sort of more like 21 days yep. which if you've got an auction campaign you're running it at about five weeks uh, on market you take 21 days off that you've got two weeks to to find a bunch of buyers that are going to be competitive so probably finding that's not the best method of sale for most properties yeah right now with the current climate yep. rem- recommend buyers to get unconditional finance and yeah which which is being taking a bit more time than, than it used to but yep. the best thing they can do is just get their pre-approval on a, on a letterhead from the bank uh, and then they can put themselves in a very good position to negotiate. Cool. Ben, thanks for uh, joining me on Open House. No worries, David. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Open House. We've got more coming your way. Give us a follow on Instagram at Open House Podcast and on Facebook and Please remember, all advice is general in nature. If you are looking to purchase a home or sell a home, please seek professional advice.